Like the office they commemorate, presidential libraries are living institutions. Certainly it is my hope that the Reagan Library will become a dynamic intellectual forum where scholars interpret the past and policymakers debate the future. Welcome to a Reagan Forum, hosted by the Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation and Institute. The Center for Public Affairs offers lectures and forums presenting perspectives on important public policy issues of the day from politicians, authors, members of the media, business and military leaders, and more. In this week's Reagan Forum podcast, we go back to our in-person event held on Memorial Day, a day to honor and mourn our servicemen and women who have died while serving in the United States military. Last year, the Reagan Foundation held its first ever program on Memorial Day, and the feedback from the community was so positive that we knew we needed to make it an annual event. This year's program included live musical entertainment, an honor guard, and remarks by Major Cole LaPierre of the U.S. Marine Corps, Captain Michael Menno Jr., the Commodore of Naval Construction Group 1, and remarks by Gold Star family members Melanie House and Michelle Carranza. Let's listen. Well, good morning, everyone. For those of you who I have not yet met, my name is Mark Fitzpatrick, and I am the Chief Data and Digital Commerce Officer for the Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation and Institute. Thank you all for joining us today. Uh, before we go any further, please join me in thanking the Tiger Squadron for that amazing flyover, as well as Thomas Baker, a veteran who served in the US Coast Guard, the US Navy, and the US Air Force for the beautiful music this morning on his harp. Yes, yes. And lastly, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department Concert Band for such a great beginning to today's program. All right, a little warmer, a little warmer. Come on now, come on now, there you go, that's it, that's it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please rise for the presentation of the colors by the Royal High School AFJROTC Color Guard, the playing of our national anthem and the invocation by Command Chaplain Song Huang from Naval Base Ventura County. Parade the Colors. Our Heavenly Father, on this Memorial Day, we thank you for this opportunity to honor the men and women who have made the ultimate sacrifice for the freedom we enjoy. We are blessed to live in this beautiful country because America is filled with unsung heroes who loved their country and they courageously laid down their lives in the service of our country. Lord, you yourself have taught us that no one has greater love than this, that someone would lay down his life for his friends. May the example of their sacrifice inspiring us selfless love. We are grateful for our national leaders like President Reagan, who remind us to honor the fallen, who gave their last full measure of devotion by rededicating ourselves to what they died for, the cause of freedom. Oh God, we remember this day every warrior's soul 
who shed their blood for a cause greater than themselves. Upon those memories of them, may we go from strength to strength. We also remember the family members who have suffered the loss of their loved ones through service to our country. We honor their courage and perseverance and the memory of their loved ones. We ask for your special blessings to fill their homes. And we pray your peace, provision, and strength will fill their lives, pro hedge of protection around them. We give you praise, O Lord, for the legacy of all those who came before us, have left behind in our honorable service, and may we leave behind us a heritage for future generations to follow. We ask that you bless and watch over our nation's brave men and women who continue to fight the good fight in our armed forces today. We as a nation are grateful for their selfless service and all the sacrifice that they and their families are making. May our love for our beautiful country grow stronger every day. O oh God, whoever bless these United States of America and bless us all, both now and forever. In your holy name we pray, amen. Thank you, please be seated. Memorial Day has always been an important part of our national heritage, but the true significance behind the day becomes even more meaningful when we look at it through President Ronald Reagan's eyes. To Ronald Reagan, Memorial Day was a celebration of those who sacrificed their lives in service to their country. It was a solemn reminder not just to honor all who laid down, but also to count our many blessings here on our home soil. His respect and admiration of those brave men and women who died in battle defending what it means to be an American was something he never stopped showing. He perfectly captured why it was so vital we take time each year to honor them with gratitude and reverence when he said, and I quote, our nation owes a debt to its fallen heroes that we can never fully repay. To honor the values and ideals for which our country's sons and daughters sacrificed, to honor their commitment to duty and country, to thank them for their service and our freedom, to make sure they are never, ever forgotten. In 2018, the Reagan Library unveiled the Gold Star Families, Families Memorial Monument we are standing near today. To honor the families of servicemen and women who sacrificed their lives while serving our country. Do we have any Gold Star families with us today? If so, please stand so we can recognize you. All right. Thank you for your sacrifice. Last year, we held our first ever Memorial Day program, 
We chose to do so as a programmatic element for the World War II exhibition we had open at that time. But the program held so much meaning for us here as staff that we knew we needed to continue hosting the event. We're honored and grateful to now have this as one of our annual events. So thank you for being here. So this year's special exhibition within the Reagan Library also has meaning to Memorial Day. Auschwitz, not long ago, not far away, tells the story of the 12 million Europeans who lost their lives during the Holocaust. But over 400,000 members of the United States military died while fighting for freedom and they should be remembered too. As President Reagan said on Memorial Day in 1992, we must try to honor them, not for their sakes alone, but for our own. And if words cannot repay the debt we owe these men, surely with our actions, we must strive to keep faith with them and with the vision that led them to battle to final sacrifice. Our first obligation to them and ourselves is plain enough. The United States and the freedom for which it stands, the freedom for which they died, must endure and prosper. Their lives remind us that freedom is not bought cheaply. It has a cost. It imposes a burden." End quote. In honor of these men and women who lost their lives for our freedom, heroes all, may I please ask for a moment of silence. Thank you. And now on today, to today's program. And my nose won't stop running. <laughs> our first speaker today is the commanding officer for Recruiting St Station Los Angeles. Throughout his career in the military, he was deployed in the Indo-Pacific region and served as a lead planner for the 5th Marines Vietnam War Memorial. His personal decorations include the Meritorious Service Medal, the Navy Marine Corps Commendation Medal, the Navy Marine Corps Achievement Medal, and the Recruiting Ribbon. Ladies and gentlemen, Major Cole LaPierre. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. It's, uh, it's an honor and it's really a privilege to be up here speaking to you today on this very sacred day. You know, I'm really excited to go first as well because as we go through, people keep stealing other people's comments and of course we didn't coordinate. So those of you that come after, I apologize. You're going to have to adjust. So today is about many things. While it's a somber day, as we remember and honor our fathers, our mothers, our sisters, our brothers, sons, daughters, friends, shipmates who gave their lives in service to their country. Today is also an important opportunity to pay tribute to what it means to be a warrior, a patriot, and a hero. If you go back to beginning as our nation, our founding fathers believed in certain rights and freedoms as absolute. They believed in these freedoms so much they were willing to risk their lives to fight against British tyranny. Even before 1776, there have been many Americans willing to give their lives 
in defense of those freedoms. Since the American Revolution, there have been at least 12 major wars and countless conflicts in which American servicemen and women shed blood in protection of those freedoms. You look at less than 100 years after the American Revolution, over 250,000 people gave their lives in the American Civil War. You already heard the stats from World War II, 400,000 fighting fascism and imperialism. The 1950s, we saw 50,000 Americans die fighting communism in the Korean Peninsula. In Vietnam, 58,000 Americans paid the ultimate sacrifice. Most recently in the global war on terror, about 7,000 Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, all across the globe. Without those willing to sacrifice, this country would not be where it is today. We honor you today for raising your right hand, swearing an oath to protect the Constitution of the United States, your country, and those living in it. Today is also about the families and loved ones of our service members. Our families sacrificed just as much as those who served or are currently serving in uniform. The hardship of service endured by those who did not necessarily choose the military lifestyle, but they endure the sacrifice because of their unconditional love for their service member. The military family is not alone in this hardship, as the military itself is one big extended family. When we accept a new service member into our ranks, we also accept his or her family as well. We treat each other's family like it's our own family. It's a community which relies upon each other. And it's comforting to know your family is not alone. Knowing while you're deployed overseas, there are other families looking out for your family. This huge extended family will always be there for you, in good times and in bad. Even after military service, the military family remains constant and strong. We continue to seek each other out and ask each other, how are you doing? These bonds never end. It is infinite and knows no bounds. Today, there are approximately 1.5 million warriors serving on active duty. If you look at the United States population, it's about 0.4%. You think about that, 0.4% are currently serving in some shape or fashion within the United States, protecting the other 99.6%. And while this 99.6% enjoy the freedoms provided by those 0.4%, many will never understand what it takes to protect those freedoms. To those Gold Star families in the audience today, to the veterans and those currently serving with us here today, no one knows the challenges you face more than those who are with you today in today's activities. I want to say thanks for all that you do and will continue to do so. Semper Fidelis, thank you. Thank you, Major. And like a true military man, he kept on going even when those flags caught a little bit of wind. But I mind you, those flags did not break. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Our next speaker today has done deployments in Iraq, Guam, Japan, Spain, and Afghanistan. His personal decorations include the Bronze Star Medal, Meritorious Service Medal, Navy Commendation Medal, Army Commendation Medal, Navy Achievement Medal, and the National Defense Medal. He is currently the Commodore of Naval Construction 
Group One. Ladies and gentlemen, Captain, Captain Michael Mino, Jr. More from our 2023 Memorial Day event after this message. The Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation is the nonprofit organization created by President Reagan himself and specifically charged by him with continuing his legacy and sharing his principles, individual liberty, economic opportunity, global democracy, and national pride. We must remain vigilant and work together to share these conservative principles with younger generations. Your role is critical to move our mission forward. Thank you for your continued support. Please visit reaganfoundation.org give. That's reaganfoundation.org give. Now back to our 2023 Memorial Day event. Thank you for the honor and privilege to be here today. Today is Memorial Day. For me, Memorial Day is a day of remembrance, reflection, and feeling of indebtedness. For me, it is a chance to remember those who paid the ultimate price for our freedom, a time to recognize and honor the men and women who died in service to our great nation. For some, this is not so easy to do because of the sorrow and pain they feel when remembering. However, it is necessary to remember them so we can truly honor their sacrifice. I would like to share a few things that I reflect upon and why Memorial Day is so meaningful for me. I am a Civil Engineer Corps officer currently stationed at Naval Base Ventura County and I work with the Seabees. There are many Seabees that have paid the ultimate price for freedom. During World War II, there were 300 Seabees killed in action and 500 killed in construction accidents. In Vietnam, 85 Seabees were killed in action. And most recently, we've had 16 Seabees pay the ultimate price during the War on Terror. Many of us still serving knew these Seabees. They were our friends and our shipmates. For me, there are a number of people that I constantly think about that make Memorial Day very personal to me. I would like to share a little about them and why I remember them so well. I remember the day I learned about an attack at a dining facility in Mosul, Iraq, and that a CB had been killed. Navy Chief Joe Baldwin was killed on December 21st, 2004, when the base dining facility was attacked by a suicide bomber. We were part of the same task force and worked together daily for several months. Our units were both from Gulfport, Mississippi, and I had returned home just two weeks earlier. Chief Baldwin left behind a wife and a daughter who are now part of the Gold Star family, a family that carries a burden, a very, very heavy burden. A few years ago, I met Chief Baldwin's brother, also a CB, and I was grateful to be able to share with him what an honor it was to serve with his brother. I think about the dignified transfer of Navy First Class Jerry A. Tharp at Dover Air Force Base. I was the aide to the Admiral that presided over the solemn event to honor those returning to the United States after giving their lives in the service of our country. Professor Tharp was a reserve CB with NMCB 25 and was killed on July 12, 2006 from enemy action when his patrol hit an IED while operating in El Ambar province in Iraq. 
A few years later, I continued to honor the saluting of our fallen at rap ceremonies at Kandahar Airfield during my deployment as they returned to Dover Air Force Base and ultimately their final resting place. Lieutenant Junior Grade Frankie Toner. Frankie was a local graduate, graduating in 2001 from Westlake High School, a LA suburb, a Westlake Village. He was a star running back for the school's championship football team. Frankie died on March 27, 2009, while serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. He was killed when an Afghan National Army soldier opened fire on personnel assigned to the Combined Security Transition Command. Navy Lieutenant Florence Cho was also killed that day. Frankie left behind a wife and three siblings. I will never forget the walk from Fort Myers Chapel to Section 60 in Arlington National Cemetery for his burial, and the look on his wife's face, the pain and sorrow when she received the flag from the Admiral. Later in that same year, the news reported two CVs had been killed by an IED in the Philippines. I had just been there a few days before on the same route. It was actually a misreport. The two killed in action were Army Sergeant First Class Christopher D. Shaw and Army Staff Sergeant Jack Martin. Both were killed on September 29, 2009. They were on a convoy returning from a local village where our CBs were building a school. I will never forget saluting the Battlefield Cross for the first time in honor of Army Major Paul Syverson at his memorial ceremony in Balad, Iraq. A helmet, rifle, and boots formed the Battle Cross to show honor and respect for our fallen. He was killed on June 16, 2004, during a mortar attack when mortar rounds hit our camp in Blood, Iraq. Our units were part of the same task force. I had arrived at camp in Iraq just two weeks earlier, and he was scheduled to return home two weeks later. We were both from Illinois, both had a son and daughter about the same age. I will never forget the first sergeant of the 937th Route Clearance Company of the Army's 8th Engineer Battalion continuously calling the name of Private First Class Doberiner with no response in Kandahar Province in Afghanistan. Army Private First Class Adam E. Doberiner was killed on November 18, 2011 from wounds caused by an IED. He was only 21 years old and also from my home state. His unit was part of the task force that worked with the Seabees responsible for clearing the routes from IEDs that our CBs, coalition forces, and Afghans traveled on daily. It was Private First Class Doberiner's final roll call. This is a final tribute paid by soldiers to their fellow soldiers that have been killed in action. Although sometimes painful to listen through, the final roll call is called with conviction held by soldiers that all unit members will be accounted for and none will ever be forgotten. On Memorial Day, I am grateful for my friends and shipmates that came home. At the same time, I mourn those that did not. But before I get too sad, I think about how they would like to be remembered. I realize that we need to honor them for their sacrifices. We need to remember their smiles and their stories. 
For those we did not know, we need to take time to learn about them and honor their memory. We need to celebrate their lives so that their memories live on. We must never forget. A Gold Star family is comprised of spouses, children, parents, or uh, siblings, and, and others that have loved someone who has died in the service of our country. They are a vital part of our country's military community and history. My feeling of indebtedness is not only to those that made the ultimate sacrifice, but also to their family members who picked up the pieces and lived on through the grief, some who are present here today. On Memorial Day, if you see me with a tear in my eye, don't worry. It is my way of honoring their memory. Thank you for allowing me to speak and share my reflections. Thank you for allowing me to honor those that have died and acknowledge the Gold Star families and the sacrifices they have made. Thank you. Thank you, Captain. Thank you. Our next two speakers hold a special connection to us here at the Reagan Foundation. And that's because back in 2018, when we were working to create this Gold Star Family Memorial Monument, they both sat on our committee to help us choose the imagery that you see on the other side of the memorial. They represent what the monument stands for, sacrifice. Looking back at some of President Reagan's speeches on Memorial Day, I came across this quote which is so fitting for our next two speakers, fallen family members, and every other man and woman for, of our US Armed Forces who have lost their lives while defending freedom. And I quote, as we honor their memory today, let us pledge that their lives, their sacrifices, their valor shall be justified and remembered for as long as God gives life to this nation. And let us also pledge to do our utmost to carry out what must have been their wish, that no other generation of young men will ever have to share their experiences and repeat their sacrifice." End quote. Back to our speakers. In 2005, our next speaker lost her husband, John, who was only 28. When he was killed in a helicopter crash while serving our nation in Iraq, he left behind a newborn son who I'm thinking must be about 18 years old now. Ladies and gentlemen, Ms. Melanie House. <sighs> Give me just a second here. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, honored guests, and fellow citizens, thank you for being here. My name is Melanie House, and I grew up right here in Simi Valley and graduated from Simi High in 1995. 1995 was also the year that I fell in love with my Johnny. John Daniel House went to Moore Park High School, and we met while he worked at Wood Ranch Barbecue just over this hill. Me at just 17 years old and John at 18 we knew pretty quickly we wanted to spend the rest of our lives together. A few years after we met, John joined the Navy as a corpsman, which for those that aren't familiar, is a medic in both the Navy and the Marine Corps. 
John was one of the most patriotic people I've ever known. He loved our great country and was never afraid to show it. He had a huge eagle tattoo on his chest with a ribbon reading for all those who have gone before. He had to support the troop stickers on his truck, even though he was indeed one of the troops. And he volunteered when a Marine unit out of Kaneohe Bay, Hawaii, was leaving in Iraq for Iraq in August 2004, and they needed more Navy corpsmen to accompany them on their mission. John and I had 10 beautiful and precious years together. Five of those years were married, and we had duty stations in Camp Pendleton in, in Oceanside, Pearl Harbor in Honolulu, Hawaii. And I said goodbye to him in August 2004 when he left for Iraq while I was six months pregnant with our first child. Our baby boy, James Cash, was born on Christmas Eve 2004. Sadly, John and James never had the opportunity to meet as just four weeks later after James was born on January 26, 2005, I got the devastating and life-changing knock on the door, letting me know that John was killed in action in a helicopter crash. It was the deadliest day in Iraq as the helicopter that crashed had 30 Marines and John, the one Navy corpsman, who all perished that day. 18 and a half years have gone by since that day where nothing has ever been the same for these 31 families. Today we gather to remember and pay tribute to the brave men and women who have had made the ultimate sacrifice in service to our nation. We come together to honor their selflessness, their courage, and their unwavering dedication to the principles upon which our great country was built. Memorial Day is a solemn and sacred occasion reminding us the true cost of freedom and it's a day when we pause to reflect on the countless lives lost, the families forever changed, and the deep impact these sacrifices have on our country as a whole. Today, we remember the men and women who left the comforts of home. They kissed their loved ones goodbye, and they marched off to war. They left behind their families, their dreams, and their futures, all in the name of duty and honor. I am forever grateful to my Johnny and to all who have made this ultimate sacrifice. A small side note I wanted to share with you all, that newborn baby boy I held in my arms while receiving the heart-wrenching knock on the door is now 18 years old and will be graduating from high school in just two days from now. He couldn't be here today because he had grad night this weekend and so he's busy with that. But he'll be attending UC Riverside in the fall for a degree in art as he wants to be a tattoo artist. Thank you for being here today and honoring all those in the words of John's tattoo who have gone before us. Thank you. On to our final speaker. Our final speaker lost her younger brother, Andrew Britton Mahalo, in the Kandahar province of Afghanistan in 2012 while he was serving in the Army's Green Beret Special Forces. He was only 25. Ladies and gentlemen, Ms. Michelle Carranza. Good morning. 
Today, I honor my brother, Staff Sergeant Andrew Trevor Britton Mahalo. Bear with me. Born June 24, 1986 in San Jose, Costa Rica, and who died on April 25, 2012 in Kandahar Province, Afghanistan. He was assigned to Company B, 2nd Battalion, 7th Special Forces Group at Eglin Air Force Base, Florida. And he was employed supporting Operation Enduring Freedom. Andrew moved to California in the early 90s with his family, attending Justin Elementary School, Hillside Middle School, and graduating from Royal High School in 2005. He enlisted in the U.S. Army that same year and completed the Special Forces Qualification Course in 2008, earning his Green Beret as a Special Forces Communications Sergeant. His education includes the Warrior Leader Course, the Advanced Leader Course, the Survival Evasion, Resistance and Escape Course, or SERI, the Basic Airborne Course, the Special Forces Qualification Course, and the Intelligence Course. Andrew's awards and decorations include the Bronze Star Medal, Joint Service Achievement Medal, two Army Good Conduct Medals, National Defense Service Medal, Afghanistan Campaign Medal, Global War on Terrorism Expeditionary Medal, Global War on Terrorism Service Medal, and two non-commissioned officer professional development ribbons, Army Service Ribbon, Overseas Service Ribbon, NATO Medal, Combat Infantryman Badge, Special Forces Tab, Parachutist Badge, and Expert Marksmanship Badge. His qualifications at home were more impressive. He was the sweet baby brother of his three older sisters. He was the fun uncle who spent quality time with and indulged all of his nieces and nephews with anything they wanted. He was the best son a mother could ask for. He never forgot a birthday and was always the first to show up when anybody needed him. He was a master at service. As special and unique as Andrew was to us, our family, I recognize that many men and women we remember and honor today were just as special and unique to their loved ones and friends. Memorial Day to us is no longer just a leisurely gathering of grilling hamburgers and hot dogs, swimming, playing games, and lively conversations. In the home of a Gold Star family, Memorial Day becomes the reminder that our loved ones gave their life defending our freedom and heeding the call to serve regardless of the outcome. During a Memorial Day tribute on May 31, 1982 at Arlington Cemetery, President Ronald Reagan shared that we must honor these men and women with our actions, that we must be willing in a less final and less heroic way to give of ourselves and defend the values that we stand for. That was 41 years ago, and that challenge, I'm sure, still holds fast. May we stand united in honoring our heroes today for their sacrifice and for their love of country and for their willingness to give it all for the rest of us. 
And may we as a people come together in gratitude and fortitude to actively promote the peace and freedom they fought for. God bless. As we wrap up today's program, I want to remind everyone that our Auschwitz Not Long Ago, Not Far Away exhibition is open now through August 13th, 2023. It is a tribute to all of the lives lost in a war that was really not that long ago and certainly not really that far away. In addition to this morning's program, we will be broadcasting a virtual program on our YouTube channel this afternoon at 4 p.m. with Marcus Brotherton and Tosca Lee on the true story of three friends who fought in World War II together, survived the Bataan Death March together, and then had to make it through an almost four-year fight to survive. We hope you join us on youtube.com forward slash Reagan Foundation. Lastly, Please remember, you have until tomorrow to drop off donations for the troops. We're accepting items such as prepackaged sealed food, powdered drink packets, batteries, personal care items, books, CDs, DVDs, and prepaid phone cards. Let's not forget about those who are still serving and protecting our freedom now. So let's conclude with President Reagan's remarks on Memorial Day in 1983. We are forever indebted to those who have given their lives that we might be free. Thank you for all of us, for, for you all being here today. We will conclude today's program with TAPS. Thank you. That concludes today's program. May God be with you all. You can watch the video of both our 2022 and 2023 Memorial Day events, as well as all the speeches President Reagan ever gave on Memorial Day on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Reagan Foundation. To find a listing of all upcoming events, please visit reaganfoundation.org slash events. Thank you for listening. For more information on the Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation and Institute, including information on how to become a member, information on upcoming exhibits at the Reagan Library, and more information on the legacy of President Reagan, please visit reaganfoundation.org. And don't forget to like and follow the Reagan Foundation on all social media platforms. Until next week, thanks for listening, and God bless you. Don't forget to subscribe to A Reagan Forum 
podcast in your iTunes or Google Play stores and on other podcast platforms as they become available. New episodes of A Reagan Forum come out every Thursday. Like what you hear? Check out our Words to Live By podcast featuring radio addresses and speeches Ronald Reagan delivered from the 1960s through the 1980s. New episodes drop every Tuesday. And don't forget to follow at Ronald Reagan on Facebook, at Ronald Reagan on Twitter, and Reagan Foundation on YouTube. Also, search for us on SoundCloud and Stitcher.